Welcome to the Kevin McDonald Show. Hey, that's me. Hi, I'm Kevin, and I'd like to invite you to hang out with me for the next hour or so as we discuss the most pressing issues of the day, both as an individual and as a society. Our guests will provide us with a starting point to think about the issue of the day, but the real solution rests with us. We have the power to choose the road that we will travel. Let's make it a good one. Laugh with me, cry with me, but most of all, join me right now for the Kevin McDonald Show. And a good morning to you. This is a great Friday because we have a great person again with us in the studio. It is Frosty Friday. How are you doing today, Kevin? I'm doing great, Cliff. How are you? I'm doing incredibly awesome today. Good, 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 good. And I'm so excited that Frosty's here again. He is, he, he was, it was so much fun listening to him last week. Oh, he is such an inspiration. You know, students came back to me and just said, wow, it was such an awesome show. So uh, what I want to do is I'm going to share something, a story first, because I, I, this is one of my favorites that I, I learned from Frosty years ago, but it's called The Enemy We Face. The enemy I had, I didn't even know. He followed me unseen where, wherever I would go. He blocked my plans. He blocked my way. He countered me even before I could say. Each time I would make the effort to try, he made afraid, so I let things pass by. One night I caught him and grabbed from his mask. I wanted to see. I wanted to ask. But to my amazement, as I looked at his face, it was me that I saw, and I pray for God's grace. The enemy who had been hiding inside, I finally let go of, and the enemy died. My new friend inside shares an exciting new way. He says, yes, we can, as we start out each day. Our spirit in life is the key to it all. Our belief deep inside picks us up when we fall. I can run life's race with a calm inner peace. I go for it now with total release. And that's Frosty right there. That is what... I'd like to talk about Frosty is, you know, so many times we play this put-down game that it's us we're putting down. And, you know, we, it, it's hard to go and start putting people up until we can start working from right with inside. Well, Cliff, you know, the game all begins with ourselves. And I think so many people kind of think it's always with somebody else. But until we get ourselves uh, straightened away to play their game right, we can't do anything. We have to have a game plan for ourselves each day, each week, and by doing that, just like a football coach, you're ready to go out into the world and not have a good day, but learn to make it a good day. You, you, and, you know, it's amazing because, uh, you know, working with kids is something I always teach them. I say, you know, it's, it's this positive attitude. It, 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 so show you think, so show you be. And it's just that people and kids in general starting off just have such negative thoughts. They're down on themselves. I remember one day when I, I saw Tyler, and, and he, I can't even remember why he was frustrated but he felt that he failed on something and he, and he felt that he was you know bad and he didn't feel good about himself he was in the room I came in I opened the door and he was just hitting himself on the head and I can't tell you how that tore me apart inside Frosty you know to see that that he would take that to such a level that he was actually hitting himself and I realized that you know I have to teach him the importance of to love thyself it's so important for him to understand what unconditional love is and that you know no matter what he may make a mistake is He's got to respect and love himself. You know, Cliff, that boy, that's a, that's a diamond right there. You know, the, the key is learning in a negative world, and we're in a negative world. Everybody talks about what you don't do and what you don't want to do and all the don'ts rather than the do's. I speak a lot of coaching clinics, and I, I say, now, Coach, do, do you talk, what do you do about uh, fumbles? Uh, you know, well, we're saying don't fumble. But it's a self-fulfilling prophecy. The more you talk about fumbles, the more you fumble. So I said, you know, try to tell them what you want to do. Tell them to hold on to the ball. 
And one coach says, you know, I never thought of that. I always thought about don't, don't, don't like a machine gun, and it programs in them, and invariably it happens. But when you talk about what you want them to do, you're accentuating the positive side of the thing, and that makes a big difference. So our self-talk, it all begins with our self-talk, the way we talk to ourselves. And we don't necessarily say it, but it's a feeling. It's an inner thing. But a lot of times it is self-talk. I, I don't know if I mentioned last time, but this coach... In a put-down world, we're just surrounded by it, and so we don't really understand what the put-up is. We don't, or it's hard to put up. And this coach saw his team putting players down. They'd rip each other and had little, little remarks and everything. So he blew the whistle and told them all to come over and say, "Let's sit down. We're going to play a new game. Put up or shut up." Now that's a little crude, but he said, "Listen, we're not helping each other at all. We've got to learn to affirm and encourage ourselves and others, or otherwise we're just going to put a lid on our box." So for a couple of days, nothing much was said. They didn't even know how to put each other up. All they thought about was, wow, what we're doing wrong. But when he got the mindset changed of the team, and when players started feeling good about themselves, they started to produce good results. They played much better, and it was a whole new ballgame. Absolutely. And this great coach, you know, it is about the game of life. He talks about holding on to the ball. And so many people, they, they, they think about the fumbles, and they're not thinking about holding on the ball. And you know, Frosty, that's the same thing about the game of life. It's like... Hold on to your finances. Hold on to developing your children. Instead, people don't plan like that. They think about all the failures, like what if? You know, what, what if I lose my job? And they start putting their focus on that kind of energy. But it is about thinking about holding on to the ball and putting your focus on that. And then you don't have the fumbles. You know, psychology is a study of human behavior. And psychologists disagree on a lot of things. But one thing they do agree with, you become what you think about. And yet we're being programmed through television and the media in a very uh, interesting way. The media is great, but as you listen to so many things, they're put-downs. They're negative things, or they're always talking about what could or what should happen. And the idea is we understand that when you have to reprogram and you have to, to cut your own tape, so to speak, each day and learn to lock out things and lock on to other things. So I think the ability to have some tools to do that with as we start out each day is very important. And if we don't have these tools, we just get caught uh, the, the classic, we don't have a paddle, so we got to have a paddle to go against this. Now, was that Napoleon Hill that kind of introduced that concept about you you become what you think? You bet. He was a pioneer of years and years ago. He and then Earl Nightingale picked up later on that. And and uh, But you see, we let, we you know, most people, it's really interesting, most people really don't think for themselves. They let others think for them. And so while we got to learn from others, we got to decide who we're learning from. Who are our mentors? Who are our teachers? Who are our coaches? Who are our people that influence us and influence becomes a big thing but when you start to look at this and say who are the people that I look up to that I would like to emulate or that I would like to understand why they are making it a good day it makes all the difference in the world absolutely and you know I, I listen to Earl Nightingale now because I think back in a time when you were a young lad you could hear radio you could hear some of these great messages and you could use your imagination and it's not what we're seeing on TV now, like we talked about reality shows, where what is that message? You know, and you know, I, I, I was listening to one of our clients yesterday and talking about, you know, couldn't wait to see The Apprentice and <laughs> pointing at her mind, stand guard at the doorway to your mind. I mean, is it really, are you really, lear well, you can learn things from there. But what are you really learning? Is it really financial advice and, and situ decisions or is it the put-down game? And I see the put-down game. <coughs> You know, the put-down game is very subtle, and we just, you know, we don't even know it, and we play it with ourselves. And until we learn how to play it with ourselves, until we learn to affirm and encourage ourselves, 
there's this thing called the potential performance gap. And the potential performance gap is a, is a, a diagram or a picture which shows a line. Uh, it's like a glass, and the glass is half full or half empty. And the line is there, and where the glass is right now, Phil, that's what you are today. That's your present performance. But the glass has a lot more room for or other things to come into your life. So as a result, that's what you can be. So here's where you are, and here's where you can be. This is the I am zone. This is where the I can be zone. And there's a gap there. Now, the acronym, I'm a great acronym guy because you remember acronyms, and they help you lead you to other things. But gap goes for goal setting, for attitude building, and for persistence and perseverance. There's no free lunch. you got to work at this thing, and it's a real ongoing thing. Thank you. Now, see, this is the whole thing on synchronicity, Frosty. I, I was looking through the playbook this morning, and I said, and he's got gap in there. It's an acronym. What is it? And I didn't find it in there. But see, you just gave me what I needed to know. What I'd like to do is share something, and then I'd like to get Kevin in on a discussion. Um, but, you know, when I'm working with kids and I talk about maintaining a winning attitude, and I take them through this little exercise that what you think you become, and you have to watch how you think, and you can change your whole body dynamics by just the way that you talk to yourself. It's that self-talk. So I, I take them through a little exercise, and I said, okay, now watch, watch the power of how you start to think, and I go, I'm tired, say that. And they go, I'm tired. I feel like a loser. And I take him through this whole step, and I say, say, see how you feel now. Change it with, I feel awesome. I feel great. I feel successful. I feel confident. And you can just see, and your, your body starts to, to, to stand tall. But you know, from a spiritual point, and, and you being a great Christian, that um, when, when Moses asked God, what shall I call you? And he said, um, I am. And if you substitute, really, because people talk about using the God's name in vain, and if you substitute I am and say I am when I am stupid and I'm a failure, and, and just think about what that really is doing. I mean, it, it, that, if anyway, if you're saying you're using the God's name in vain, is taking that because that is the name, and that's the spirit within us. And so many people don't realize that if you, you really think about it and you substitute with I am and <laughs> what God said to call you, what are you, what are you doing? What's your take on that, Frosty? Well, you know, <clears throat> the, the hardest thing for people to deal with today is love because love is distorted so much with the sex and with the uh, relationships in such negative ways of to trying to take advantage for your own good. But God's love is, is, is a love that's unconditional, and he loves us be regardless of what we are. And when that when we understand that, that we don't deserve this at all, but he gives it to us, but you got to accept it, and until you accept it, you don't really have any. And when you accept the fact that you are a special kind of person, each human is different. We know God had a sense of humor. If you don't believe so, look around. <laughs> we're, we're all different, hair, no hair, tall, short, heavy set, thin. That doesn't matter. What does matter is how you learn to understand this in a very, very difficult world where God is hidden in so many things. The classic story, Acres of Diamonds. The guy ended up selling his farm that had diamonds on it because he didn't recognize that these were the things in ordinary things in life. And that's the key. Cliff, I think it's not Blue Monday, Hump Wednesday, thank God it's Friday. It's today's a day. And so we're going to go out and learn how to make this a good day in spite of the flack and all the stuff we're going to get thrown at us because that's going to happen. And you got to have a defense for it. And you got to have an offense, just like in football. You got to be defensive about things that are there and you got to sort them out and, and block them out, like you say. And you got to latch on to the things that help you be and do what you want to do, even though others around you. Uh, aren't playing the game that way. 
Okay, I'm going to bring our wide receiver in. Here comes Kevin McDonald. He comes in here. Come in, Kevin, and join in with us. Can you give us some, when we come back from this break, Frosty, I'd like, if we can, to get some tools on how we can stay positive. Because there is, you're right, it's like getting hit with a baseball bat every day, and you've got to learn how to get through it and to defend yourself against it, right? We'll be right back, and we've got some tickets to give away when we come back. In the environment that we live in today, our bodies are not receiving the nutrition we need, but are getting the toxic substances that we don't want. Many healthcare professionals agree that getting better nutrition and cleansing the body from the inside is key to recovering or continued good health. But until now, there has been no complete program that does it all. We are proud to introduce the Isogenics Cleansing and Fat Burning System, a complete plan that works synergistically with your body to provide the cleansing it needs and the nutrition that it craves. Why you may even lose fat and inches. If you would like to find out more about this new technology, visit our website at www.kevinmcdonald.isogenics.com or call us directly at 206-730-9828 for details. That's Isagenics, I-S-A-G-E-N-I-X. Are you looking for a unique way to advertise your business? I know a great way. Seattle Mobile Billboard. And yes, I said mobile. They're pros at building your sign and taking it around town to the most visible places, and it's huge. Call or email Larry Pritchard for details at 206-679-8898 or seattlemobileadv at aol.com. Also, ask about their combination radio billboard ad program. Again, that number is 206-679-8898. Have you ever wondered how incredibly gifted people got that way? Meet Cliff Linderman, martial arts expert, actor, fitness guru, and a man on a mission to make a difference. Join Cliff every Monday at 9 a.m. on The Kevin McDonald Show as he demonstrates the real meaning of mind, body, and spirit. Because of his life experience, he has become a wonderful teacher, mentor, and spiritual visionary. Join Kevin, Cliff, and guests as they explore the many sides of life right here on KLAY every Monday at 9 9 a.m. 1180 KLAY, your conversation station. And welcome back to the Kevin McDonald Show. Hey, we have some tickets to give away for this weekend. There's an antique and collectible show right here in the Tacoma Dome. And if you give us a call at 584-1480 on the first caller, you can call in and Lynn will be there to get your name. And you might even be able to talk to Frosty if you'd like to. We'll talk to Frosty. I know we're going to have about 15 minutes. We've got to cover another topic. So uh, we'll get that, and then we're going to get you in for some oh calls. Boy, that number is again taskmaster, is 584-1480. Okay, take it away, Frosty. Now, Frosty, we went into the break, and I wanted to ask you coming out of the break, because, you know, a lot of us have got the desire, and because we know fundamentally, we know in our head that there are ways that we need to change how we think and how we talk to ourselves. But there's this voice in the back of our head. There's all of this stuff that we've got from when we were kids and what other, you know, it's just remarkable to me how you um, take to heart something that another 10-year-old said when you were 10 40 years ago, and you still carry that around with you. And how do you get that out of there? How How do you make those changes? Well, you know, I, I like to use the example of a, of a cassette tape that you put in the, and play. The, the CDs are big today, and I understand that. But the cassette tape is a good example because we got this tape in our head that we were started when we were young. 
and the tape had all the things that we were taught, all the situations we were in, and the negatives are so many more than the positives in, in the greatest percent of people. So here's this tape in our head that keeps playing. So when we come to a situation, like you say, Kevin, we go right back in the same way we do it again. There's this guy that came into this blacksmith shop years ago, and he said, what's this? He said, well, they're horseshoes. They're hot horseshoes. He said, what I, wow, and it burned his hand. He thought, gosh sakes, i got to not do that. So he comes in the next day, and he says, what are these? Well, they're hot horseshoes. Bang, he picked it up again. He kept doing it over and over again, picking up that darn hot horseshoe when he knew they were hot and he was going to get burned. We do the same thing in little ways and other ways of trying to figure out, you know, how about this self of ours? How do we do it? Well, my point is this, that we need to cut a new tape. We need to put new tapes in, just like we're recording machine here today. This program's being recorded. But we need to sort out what's on that tape. Now, a lot of the stuff we got on our old tape's pretty good. So we should keep a lot of the things in our life that we've learned through our parents and and through our coaches and teachers and pastors and all that. But there are a lot of things that prohibit us or won't let us be the person we'd like to be. So we got to cut a new tape. And that's what the tools are we have to teach people how to do this. Because a lot of people talk about the thing, but they don't know how to get there. And that's what goal setting is all about. You know, and that, that is this whole concept about, you know, what, what Einstein said was profound. You know, you can't solve problem with the same mind that created it and we so our mind is made up of all this knowledge and perceptions and our perceptions become the reality so if we want to change our reality and get a new reality then we need frosty's tools here so can you share some of those maybe well let me talk about one other thing cliff i think is really important you know the classic thing when we were young learning to uh to write and draw you always or color you always stayed in the lines stay in the lines your coloring picture is good when you stay in the lines but really, to do anything, you've got to get outside the lines. There's this nine-dot puzzle, and you're supposed to connect the nine to put your pencil on the or pen on the, on the one, and you put them in a square with the nine dots, and you're supposed to connect them in four lines. Well, by staying inside the line, the more you try, you can't do it. So pretty soon you realize, whoa, if I go outside the lines, I can go out and come back in, and I can connect it in four dots by thinking kind of outside the box. That's brainstorming, you know. It's what's done today. So this ability to think outside the lines is very important. And that leads us to the fact that we got to do some things that aren't right in front of us that to expand our thinking so we can make these things happen. And we said it all goes with your attitude. And your attitude, and Cliff, you believe this, and Kevin, I, we're all together on this, we become what we think about. So we need to think about things that will help us and not put us down. And so we got to plan that. we got to have a game plan. So when we go in the day... How are we going to deal with this world out there that's constantly trying to put us down? And I'm not saying the world's bad, but I'm saying there's put-downs are so far out there that we can't even sort them out unless we got the right tools. Absolutely. And, and you know, that's the, 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 you know, a lot of people share tools. Like we talked about uh, the four morning questions here that Anthony Robbins gave. And, and I said, if you use these, it'll just start focusing on a positive mindset in the morning rather than just getting off and rushing to work and now again not being part of the choice because you didn't choose to make it a great day so you're leaving it up to whatever fate's going to bring and that is you know the, the i think the most uh, most powerful thing that i learned from you way back in the early 80s is with the the, the concept of not having a great day but make it a great day, and it's, that's where you have personal choice. You can just simply, just because you decide to have a positive attitude, even though those around you choose not to. You know, Cliff, <clears throat> it's the idea that 
choice is the power we have and we don't even choose a lot we let others choose for us and I know that's what we're trying to talk about in this attitude game how do you choose to have a winning a positive an upbeat attitude in a downbeat world where you're constantly playing a game that you have no control over and that's the first attitude game there is the comparison game learning to play this comparison game the way that you can win it's called the double I call it the double win bring out the best in ourselves and others and when that happens the days start to really be making a good day. So you've got a goal set to make things happen. So I say, score a touchdown today. Have six put-ups. Look for what someone's doing right or almost right, or if they're struggling, affirm them. So affirm and encourage people today six times. Now, if that's too much, kick a field goal. Do three. But regardless of what it is, look for something right or almost right. Let me give you a quick example of that. <clears throat> Years ago when Donna and I, uh, I was speaking in a coaching clinic down in, in San Francisco. And uh, it was San Diego. It was San Diego. And so we came up early in the morning, both good swimmers. We went out early and came back to the beach. And we go by this little hole-in-the-wall restaurant. And it's a neat little place. But the guy was a great marketing guy. He had his grill right out in front with two big fans. So when you walk by, you smell the bacon and the ham. Oh, and it just pulled you right into his little restaurant. Well, we go in there, and it's pretty crowded and everything. So the, the waitress comes up, and um, we order. And I, I love breakfast, and I love bacon and eggs. And Oh, you're getting me hungry, Frosty. <laughs> <laughs> well, crisp bacon, not the wormy stuff. The crisp, you know, the twang bacon, you know. And I like my eggs up, which you're not supposed to necessarily. You also like your, your toast uh, pretty well toast. done. Oh, toasty yeah, toast. well done. To anyway, yeah, that's right in the book, the yeah. big time. <laughs> so we order this, and Donna likes waffles and, and that. So anyway, we order, and here it comes in a little while, and it's perfect. The eggs, are per oh, the eggs are right up there, a couple headlights, not smashed headlights, a couple headlights. The bacon is crisp <laughs> and the toasty is toast. And I said, boy, you, you got a real good chef here. And she didn't say anything. I said, you know, I reached my billfold and pulled out several dollars. And I said, here, I'd like to tip your chef. And the waitress says, you don't tip the cook. We don't have a chef, the cook, but we don't t you, you tip me. I said, well, now you're a good waitress, but that's okay. But I want to tip your cook or your chef. She said, nobody ever does that. I said, well, now, wait a minute. I, he's a good guy. I, I'll take it out. She said, you can't go out there. I said, why not? Well, you can't go in the kitchen. I said, what do I do, mail it to him? How do I do this? All I want to do is just tip him. She said, okay, I'll take it. So she takes the money, goes out. It isn't more than a few seconds. The door's open and says, where is he? He said, oh, the guy over there, the guy coming out on top. Yeah, that's me with my hairstyle. So he read, come right over to me, and he says, what's your name? He said, my name's Frosty. This is my wife, Donna. And uh, he said, my name's John. He said, Frosty, I want to tell you something. You made my day. He said, most people never pay any attention to things. And most breakfasts, you know, are, people are different with breakfast. And I try so hard to do it right. And I've never had anybody tip me or really put me up. I get paid a pretty good wage, but I've never received one of these things. So I'm going to put these $2 in my kitchen on a frame and look at them and put a tip from Frosty. Well, he started to go away, and, you know, we high-fived each other and everything, and he goes back to the kitchen, and pretty soon I hear this. la dee 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 doo dee doo He's singing in the kitchen. He's turned on like electric light because somebody put him up. And that's just this little simple thing. Now, it hasn't done anything with money. It has everything to do with helping people feel good about themselves and encouraging them. And it doesn't happen a lot. Yeah, and you know that, folks? That is who Frosty is. You can, there's a saying that we teach it in our school, and it says uh, you can judge a person's character by the way that they treat the least important person to them. And see, that is what we have to look around because we always uh, we don't we ignore maybe the janitor and the people who's really taking care of it and that wonderful thing your team did, and you made their day because that is true character. I mean, it's easy to just stay on top with the the top people, but to to really uplift 
those people who need that, those are the people who need that encouragement. You know, Cliff, there's another interesting thing. Years ago, there was a maintenance guy at PLU, and he was going around, and I got to know him really well, and they called him Dive Bomber. And he'd go out, and he had one of these sticks with a nail on the end, and he'd poke down and pick up paper, you know, and put it in, and he would go around cleaning up the area. And he had the greatest come answer to it. I said, how you doing today, Bill? And he says, well, things are picking up. <laughs> <laughs> and so he was a little dive bomber, but he was in essence saying, we're going to pick up today, not pick down. Well, now, and th there's also another aspect of you and the way that you are that that allows these things to happen because a lot of people have breakfast every day and a lot of times the breakfast is good but a lot of people don't recognize it because they're off thinking about what's going to happen next what they got to do tomorrow what they're going to do the next day they're not thinking about what's happening right now they're not enjoying the moment they're not being there. he had that restaurant you were there with donna you were enjoying the moment the breakfast came life was perfect and it was a great moment and you could have been thinking about something else, and you would have let that moment go by, and your life would have been less because now, of Kevin, that. I want to jump in just a minute here. One, we're in the biggest, one of the biggest commuting areas in the world, and traffic, you know, on I-5 or all of the highways and byways here, uh, many times are very hectic and very difficult, and we have to drive in traffic that is, is not very good. And so many drivers are just so tight and road rage becomes big and they are honking their horns and everything. And we all have to get places, but we're caught in certain places which we can't control. So rather than sit there and fume and fuss, we can sit there and build some attitudes within ourselves about other things that's gonna happen during the day. And of course, if it's a cell phone, you can call somebody. If not, you can do all these things. But game number one, the comparison game is, and this is uh, very scriptural. I think it's Galatians 6, 4 says, The real measure of you and me is not what we can do compared to others, but compared to our own best self. And we don't even know what that is. And that's a great game of life, and that is learning what this best self is. And it means going out and reaching out and finding out what's out there for you. And a lot of times you don't find anything. But the journey is what it's about in the looking for these things to happen. Absolutely. It is being on that road, and, and so many people don't realize it's, you know, we look at the past, and there's nothing we can really do about it. And we can, we can focus on there and put our energy there, but that time has gone, and we can plan on the future, and that may never come. We can only live in the present. We're here with Frosty Westering. If you would like to call in, give us a call at 584-1480, or if you're in King County, 253-804-5765. Again, 584-1480 if you have a question you'd like to ask. And I can tell the future. We'll be back in a moment. <laughs> you hope. You may not be. I'm going to have to take you out. <laughs> 1180 KLAY, your conversation station. And welcome back to the Kevin McDonald Show. Today we have our special guest, Frosty Westering. Let me read this. This this thing is a kind of a funny thing to think about, Kevin. I, I've got this years ago and I always think about this idea of competition every morning in Africa a gazelle wakes up it knows it must outrun the fastest lion or it will be killed every morning in Africa a lion wakes up it knows it must run faster than the slowest gazelle or it will starve it doesn't matter whether you're a lion or a gazelle when the Sun comes up you better be running <laughs> and, and and it's about competition in sense now you can play the game in competition the good way or the bad way or the easy way or the hard way. And, you know, we, we talk about this blue car and, and red car concept, the winning and the competition. Can you go ahead and elaborate on that for us, Rusty? Well, you know, 
Cliff, we're always looking for examples. I'm a great visual guy. I got to see something to really make it happen. And so years ago, I said, you know, the model, of, I got to have these models of winning. And so I said, red is a beautiful color. There's more red cars than anything else except white. I'm going to use the red car as a standard model of winning. And the standard model of winning and the engine that drives that is comparing yourself to others. And so here, you're taking yourself to try to beat somebody, anybody, everybody, to be what you're supposed to be. That's what, you know, is driving right now all the professional football teams uh, out there. they got to win the Super Bowl. They, the, winning the toilet bowl doesn't count. you got to win the Super Bowl. So you got to go ahead and, and do it. They're all up on the Seahawks, and the Seahawks are playing great. And, and, uh, but they're down on the Mariners. They're down on the Sonics. Or the, and so you go up and down these, these, these hills and valleys based upon competing with others. Well, <clears throat> I know that's what everybody says. There, Frosty, there is a scoreboard, and there is a winner, and there is a champion. And I say, I understand that. But you see, so many people spend all this time and never make it and feel their life's a failure just because they didn't win it all or win the big one or that. But life is a lot different than that. When you really understand life, it's a lot different. It's a bit of pieces of life that make the difference. So the first car, the red car, goes down the road on this road to success, and you got all your goals and dreams out there ahead. You get in your car and you start driving it, but the only way you move ahead is you're better than somebody else. So we get caught in that, and then we realize, wait a minute, we don't control others. We don't control all this other stuff out there. And as a result, we don't maybe do as good as we could because we get discouraged very easy. You win, you're in the penthouse, you lose, you're in the outhouse. And so you're just up and down, and it's a tough road. And I said, there's got to be a better way. <clears throat> well, I think the Lord really pointed that way out to us when we really understand there is another car in the race. And I picked blue because there aren't as many blue cars. But it isn't necessarily the color, but it's the idea that the blue car is driven with a different engine. It's comparing yourself to your best self. And you don't know what that is. But you have control here. You can control this where the red car really doesn't have the control. They go out, work hard, play hard, but they don't control the other team. The other one here is driving within itself to be the best it can be. Now, the great thing about this is all the studies in sports shows many times, even over half, you beat yourself. The other team has nothing to do with it. You actually beat yourself. That's why trying to talk about beating the other team is really irrelevant. <clears throat> what you're talking about is being the best you can be compared to nobody else, and that's what the double win is. And the double win is bringing out the best in yourself and the people around you. And you do that by affirming and encouraging each other. But this game is played as learning how to challenge your best self each day. And the only way you can do that is goal set to make it happen. Like I said today, score a touchdown or at least a field goal today by affirming and encouraging. And it starts with yourself. Like Cliff, you said, you know, you can't give away what you don't have. So you got to affirm and encourage yourself. And so many times people make fun of, oh, you think you're the biggest. We're not talking about that. We're talking about little things because that's what makes the difference. And it has to do with the three definitions of best. Being the best, doing your best, or giving it your best shot. We don't really control being the best. We can be the best, and we, we enjoy that, what happens there. We don't always do our best. We try, but we can always give it our best shot. And our best shot is the best effort we have to do what we're going to try to do. And sometimes it isn't very good. That's where people bail out because they think, oh, well, I'm not any good. But giving it that best shot over and over again, you start to do your best more often, and you are best some of the time. And, you know, when I started playing this uh, total release game, and really just give it my best shot, and, it, I, and that's where I started changing, I think, and enjoyed martial arts more, that I didn't have to be better 
than, you know, Joe Schmo down the, the block or, you know, someone who that I think is an awesome martial artist that I can, you know, only give myself and just concentrating on giving it my best shot. And it made such a difference because I enjoy it. I enjoy the process. You know, Cliff, <clears throat> a lot of people think giving your best shot and doing your best are the same thing, but they're not. Your best shot some days is not very good, but it doesn't matter. What does matter is you keep on shooting, and you keep on trying, and you keep on seeing where you are. That's where goal setting is so misunderstood, I think, because now we're talking about you versus you, you versus your best self, and you can be better than that. And we, th that's the comparison game. That's the first game you got to learn to play is how to challenge your best self each day, each week, each time. And when you do that, it's amazing how much you do, how well. But above all, you're on this success road. <clears throat> that's the other thing about the two cars, I think, Cliff. The red car travels a road to success. Okay, we're starting the year, boom. If we don't get the championship, we never made it. We never got there. We never got that place. The blue car saying, no, no, you're not really on this road. You're on success road, and you travel it every day. And today's Friday. <clears throat> Some people, they thank God it's Friday. Others, today's Friday. So let's, let's go out today and use these tools that will help you enjoy or make the best out of today, regardless of where you are. If you're in the hospital, a good friend of mine, Larry Green, all-American players in the hospital now. And <clears throat> he's going through some tough times. But he's coming out of it, and he will come out of it the best he can just because he's a blue-car guy, and he knows what it is. So he makes the nurses feel good and the doctors feel good when they're the ones that's supposed to make you feel good. So the blue car, you know, some people think, wow, this is a different kind of a car. And it is. Because now God has told you <clears throat> that you are a special person. And when you understand that, you can take your talents that you don't even know you got and goal set to make things happen, and life changes. It really does. And, and you know, I, I, I can give you an example of that because when, when I started changing my life and just sort of let go and let God and realize that, you know, there's some things that I just don't have any, any choice in, and there, there's, there's a reason for things. And I just learned to, 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 to find that, that if I can sit there and not let that road, because you are going to have things happen, like there's going to be you know, a, an accident there. Uh, for instance, yesterday when I was, was leaving the house uh, to come to, to the school early in the morning, and uh, there was traffic, and, and all of a sudden there was a detour when I took my normal faster way, and here I am ending in detour, and I'm heading out through Spanaway uh, Lake, going through the park, and, I, and everyone's just frustrated because they're trying to get somewhere so fast, you know, and I, and I said, you know, I could play this game, or... I put on a, uh, a learning tape, and I said, I might as well just sit here and learn. And you know what? It, you, the peace comes over you. You're not stressed. There's no anxiety. And I just said, I'll take this opportunity to, to do some learning. And, and, and I got away from the stress of trying to play that red car game. You know, that's, and it's such a choice, but people don't realize they have a choice. I think that's the biggest key we're talking about. This there is a choice of which road you travel. The success road, which helps you each day to try to be, and it doesn't mean we do it all. See, a lot of people think the positive person, everything goes right for them. There's nothing further from the truth. The same things happen to them as it happened to others, only they deal with it differently. I like to use a batting average as a real good example. Ichiro right now is, after, you know, he was in this big slump, and they said he wouldn't make it, and then he went, what, Kevin? Five for five, and then they just went four for four. Yeah. And so now he only needs ten hits and in ten games. So well, he's he, going to make it. He is a very interesting guy, and I, we talked about last time. They say, uh, Ichiro, do you look, what do you look at? Where the fielders are? He says, no, I look where the open spaces. I'm going to hit the ball or try to hit the ball in the open spaces. But the idea is we've got to learn how 
to do these things in a way that we choose to do them and not just follow the crowd because the crowd isn't going very far. And back to the baseball hitting. The top hitters in baseball bat about 333 or more. Okay, if you look in the paper today and you'll see the top five hitters in the American National League, they're 333 and over. That's the top five hitters. The top five to ten percent of the hitters are 333 or over. Then you go down to the middle of the pack, a 250 hitter, and you see this is where in the hundreds of baseball players, these guys are way down. Now, what's the difference between a 333 hitter and a 250 hitter? Well, you put them up. A 333 hitter is one hit out of three times at bat. He doesn't hit them. Ichiro strikes out, grounds out. So do all the great hitters. Um, Willie May, all these great hitters have done that. So uh, they play this batting average game, which they understand, but if they keep on focusing on what they're trying to do, they get that hit. So it's one out of three. The 250 hitter gets one out of four. Now put them up ten times at bat and see the difference. The 333 hitter will have one for three, two for six. They'd have three hits. The 250 hitter have one for four, two for eight. And you say, wait a minute. The only difference between these real good hitters and the low hitters is one out of ten. So I'm trying to say it isn't very much that this change happens. And as subtle as it is, when you start focusing on these things, your batting average goes up and you really understand what it is to make it a good day. And even the most successful people have failures and they have moments when they don't make it. It's like Ichiro. He's batting 374, but he's still not getting a hit two out of three times. That's and, oh, Kevin, you're exactly right. And just as a coach and as a father and a parent, boy, we screw up, you know, <laughs> lots of times, boy. We get up there and swing and miss. And But the idea is we know that we're trying to do it right. And even though that time we didn't, uh, you know, we talk about fumbles. Uh, we used to talk about don't fumble. I thought, wait a minute. This is self-fulfilling. We're, we're encouraging fumbling by talking about don't fumble. It's like your kids go out and don't have an accident. No, <laughs> drive carefully. You, you know, you have to reprogram what you say things because we're always, the, it's easy to say don't, but we're trying to say do. So we're taking the do's here and putting you in the blue car and going down the road and learning how to make the best out of that situation. And the way we do that is play the second game, the confidence game. You gain confidence when you accomplish things. When you feel good about yourself, you produce good results. So you got to now do some little things that start to help you feel good about yourself, and the results take care of themselves. It's a byproduct. Absolutely, and, and, but you know, it's it's such a difficult process because we have to reprogram ourselves. Where it's so easy not to think and just don't stop, don't, and not really focus on the positives. And you know, it, it's it's even in in teaching martial arts. You know, I mean, it's, it's so easy just to criticize but not focus on some of the good things and play the put-up game. And it's such such a hard thing because we just have learned that. And it's, so it, it takes a lot of work to start changing this, this idea of, of the winning attitude. <coughs> Cliff, there's a great story about a big guy and a little guy. Uh, they have this opportunity for this job, and, and the, the boss says, okay, we're going to see how well you do. I'm going to see how long it takes you to chop down ten trees. And the big guy looks at the little guy and says, this is a piece of cake. I, I'm so strong, and I can just take this guy right out. So he gave them both an axe, and the, they started in. The big guy puts the little guy down and says, you know, why are you even trying this? I'm just going to just beat you so bad. Well, the little guy, you know, started, and then he, then he left. 
and the big guy thought, this piece of cake. The other guy quit. But the little guy comes back a little while later, and all of a sudden, wow, he's cutting one tree down. The big guy's working on tree number three, and all of a sudden, the little guy goes three, four, five, six, and pretty soon, the little guy ends up cutting down ten trees while the big guy had only cut down around six. And the big guy was so mad. How is this little guy doing this to me? And so when they come to the end, the little guy got the job. And the boss said, you know, that big guy really puts you down. You know, how were you able to do this? And he said, it was easy. I went out and sharpened my axe. <laughs> so the big guy was just pounding away with a dull axe and using all the brute strength he had. And the little guy sharpened his axe and went right by him. So we got to learn to sharpen our mind, sharpen ourselves, and learn how to play these games in the right way. And it has another thing, Cliff, it has to do, and that's who we are around, who the people are around, and who we, we identify with. And that's such an important message for us to, you know, our youth today, because, you know, their friends really will dictate and influence them a lot. And, you know, I, I would, you know, when I was younger, I would think about how you would say things. And that's the thing is you, you kind of model yourself and you try to become the best you can. So some of my great martial art teachers, I would almost become them as I was training and I would just take on their mannerisms and people would tell me, you're sounding like, you know, Danny Nasanto or your movement. But that's what we do. You find those role models that you really see the good that they're doing and then you try to become the best you can. You know, we need to take a break. But when we, and when we come back, I'd like to talk a little bit more about, you've got a book. It's called Make the Big Time Where You Are. You can pick it up at the PLU Bookstore. And it is an amazing piece, Frosty. And a lot of it has to do with exactly what we're talking about. So what we need is when we're feeling down, we need to have a little Frosty on our shoulder. Just say, now, wait a minute. Don't be thinking that way. You can think this way. And it'll work much better. And I'm so proud of you because you read that book. (laughs) Hey, if it's good for me, I'll do it. We need to do a break. We'll be right back with more with Frosty Westering rat ear. And welcome back to the Kevin McDonald Show. We have Frosty Westering with Kevin and myself today. And uh, he's been inspiring us with some of these great stories. And Kevin, you you had talked about before we left the break about uh, making the big time where you are, Frosty's book. Yeah, it, it, this book is it really is incredible because it talks about a lot of the things that Frosty has um, through his life experience and through winning 300 games. By the way, being the ninth on the all-time list of all-time coaches, that's got to be fairly humbling, I would imagine. But but I'll tell you what, the experiences that, that you've had in your life in this book, I highly encourage you, if you need to have Frosty on your shoulder, the best way to do it is to go get this book and read it so that when you get down on yourself, when you're in one of those moments when you just don't feel like you can make that difference, then you have Frosty who's on your shoulder saying, now, wait a minute there. You need to do this, and, and if you follow through, then you'll be fine. So, Frosty, uh, the book, talk about it. Well, <clears throat> Kevin, I think the key here is the title. You see, everybody thinks the big time is a place. i got to get there before I'm in the big time. And my premise is, no, that's not really a, what it's about. The big time, you can make it where you are if you understand. That means being the best you can be in the best situation, whether you're a custodian, whether you're a bus driver, whether you're a president of a corporation, regardless of what you are, you don't play this comparison game, I got it, bigger isn't necessarily better. In fact, many times bigger is not better. And so what you learn to do here is, the big time is not a place, it's a state of your heart, it's an attitude. 
And once that attitude is right, you can make it anywhere. Like you and Cliff, it's inspiring to be around you guys because you're taking this program and making it big time because we're talking about the things that really make a difference in a person's life. You know, and you, you think about it, and you talk about you, the story about the cook was was incredible because a lot of people would say, well, you know, he's just a cook. He just, you know, he hasn't done well in life. He's just a short-order cook. Well, in this guy's life, that was an important aspect. He was feeding people, and he was doing it in the right way. And so he took the pride of doing it right. And in his mind, what he was doing was the big time. Kevin, you hit it right, the nail right on the head, because I believe the fact is, again, until we play this basic game, it's it's the fundamentals, you know, in coaching, you have a system of play, offense, defense, space, but then you have the fundamentals that fit in that. And Cliff knows this in martial arts. If we don't know the fundamentals, we really can't execute the system. And so these are fundamentals of life in the game of life that God gave us. But a lot of times we just kind of look beyond those because we're being sung another song that is trying to say, no, 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 you're not really worth anything unless you're here or unless you're there or unless you can do this. So many story after story of inspiration comes from people who overcame things because they believe they could do it. You know, and in the, in the, in those stories is what inspires people. You know, that's why I try to read a random act of kindness story to remind us that, you know, you can change people's lives in, in a very drastic uh, way. Frosty, what I'd like you to share, because there's a story that, that I really enjoy, because it's about a leap of faith. It's about believing in people. You know, we always say, well, I believe in you, and I'm behind you, and then people sent, tend to jump ship halfway, you know, and we talked about, you gotta, you got to go for the long haul, and, you know, it's either, you know, put up or shut up. Are you really behind me? Are you really, really? Can you share us that story? Well, Cliff, this is an all-time, you know, the greatest author of all time is Anonymous. We don't know who he was. And, he, and so many stories and, and, and sayings and that, you can't really pinpoint who said them. But it really doesn't matter because the story continues on. But this is a classic story about a sports promoter who was traveling over in Europe, and he was looking for some outstanding act that he could use to uh, in his promotions. And he comes to this town, and, and he looks. all these people are gathered between these two buildings, and he looks up, and here's a guy on a, on a tightrope, a high wire up there, and he's just terrific. He's bouncing up and down, and he's doing all these things. And the people are in awe as he goes back and forth across this wire doing all these sensational things. So when he comes down, uh, <clears throat> the sports promoter went up to him and says, uh, that was an awesome performance today. You know, I, I could bring you over to uh, America, and we could do something at Niagara Falls. We could string a wire over your, your Niagara Falls, and you could go over this wire, and we could bring thousands of peoples and make it a sensational event, which I could financially, uh, you know, do very well and, and pay you. And the guy says, uh, yeah, I, I, I believe I can do that. And so, anyway, it all got set up then. And so the sports promoter puts this fire over Niagara Falls and, and uh, has all the people, thousands of people come to this to see this, this man go through this Jacob walk the high wire. So he gets out and uh, the day has come and they have big PA systems all set up and they say what he's going to do. So he starts out. And this is over, it's the American Falls, which is a little over 100 yards across where they had this. And so he starts across this wire, and everybody is oohing and on because if he falls, he's going to fall some three to 400 feet down in the rocks and be killed. So he goes over, and he makes it beautifully. And then he turns around, and he comes back. And coming back, he bounces up and down on the rope, and everybody ooh and on. They can't believe this. So when he comes to the platform at the end, he jumps off, and... And the sports promoter says, you know, Jacob, I, I, I knew you could do that. 
And Jacob said, did you really believe I could do that? And the sportsman said, yeah, I, I really believe you could do that. And so it, <clears throat> Jacob said, you know, I know I can do that with this wheelbarrow I got right here. I can take that wheelbarrow and go right across these falls and come back. And the sportsman said, do you really believe you can do that? And he says, I sure do. I really believe. Do you think I can do that? Sports promoter kind of waited a minute and says, yeah, I, I think you can do it. He said, no, do you really believe I can do that? And the sports promoter again says, yes, I believe. No, 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 do you really think and believe? Yes, I believe. He says, okay, jump in the wheelbarrow. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and that, that story is so important because, you know, if you're going to have success, you really, really, really have to believe in your family. You really, really have to believe in your kids and your kids have to really, really believe in you. And some of the things that you share with the audience is, is so compelling to help people achieve that. It, it's, it's, it's simple principles, you know, that will help us build a better community and build stronger families. Cliff, the, the, the key to all this, again, as I said, is goal setting. Today you have to make, you can listen, it sounds good and all that, but until you start to move and jump in that wheelbarrow, Nothing really happens. So today you've got to learn to score a touchdown, or I said at least a field goal, of affirming and encouraging yourself and the people around you. And you've got to learn how to, to uh, and again, this goes back to being unselfish, Cliff. In a very selfish world, we are very selfish. And we have this model of being served when Jesus gave us a model of being a servant. And we with our team, we call about servant warriors, and we serve each other. And by bringing out the best in each other, um, you know, we all rise to the top. So I just say today, goal set to go out and score a touchdown by playing this put-up game in the best way you know how. You know, I have an attitude of gratitude today, and I want to say thanks, first of all, to all my students and their family and friends that are tuning in, you know, because they believe in me. And, and, I, and I, without them, I, I would be nothing. It's, it's having that support group. And really thanks to you, Frosty, for sharing, because <coughs> I know you're busy. And by the way, w w you're not going to be here the next two weeks. What are you going to be doing? Well, next week is the big homecoming at PLU, and uh, it's the Hall of Fame banquet that we're all part of uh, that goes on during the weekend. And then the following week, there's this uh, humanitarian Hall of Fame, which is a special kind of thing. It's the John Wooden uh, Award, the great basketball coach at UCLA, and what he stood for and what he is, uh, Wooden is just a mentor of mentors, and I'm involved in that over in Boise, Idaho. So the next couple of weeks we're involved with Hall of Fame things that are going on. But um, the one thing we didn't do today, and, and I know we'll get to, and that is there are put-ups we should talk about. How do you put a person up? Uh, you know, affirming and encouraging him, and we need to do that sometime, give him an actual tool. You know, Kevin, as usual, we're just running out of time, and I think when you're frosty, it seems like, God, I could sit here for 24 hours straight and listen to the man. The game tomorrow. Talk about it real quick. we got about five seconds. Yeah, it's a big game tomorrow. You know, uh, my son Scott's coaching the, the team. What a the pass on the torch. I, I, I run all over the stadium trying to find a place to sit because I can't <laughs> sit down long enough. But they're playing uh, University of Wisconsin River Falls, 130 at Spark Stadium. It'll be a great football game. Thank you, Frosty. Be there, and don't have a great day, Frosty. You make it a great Absolutely. day. Absolutely. Make it a great day. Love you guys. Love you, Frosty.